From our soundstage and auditory office, to your hearts and ears across the globe, the following has been crafted with care for your listening ears. Make a wish, baby. I'm a genie in a bottle if you rock me good. Sometimes the music stops. The rhythm and the reason gets pushed aside. Best laid plans lead inexplicably to an unscripted place. As I was preparing for the launch of this season, I had a plan. One guest for each country, with 54 nations to visit in the march of the map. The continental map, that is. I didn't have time or bandwidth to do anything but. I set a schedule, polished every inch of the blueprint, and stood prepared for my march. Progress and discipline personified. I was ready. And then, as I steadied my mind for the journey, my brothers and sister at KIF Radio emailed me a list. Some gems to check out. What to do. KIF is always right. And an invitation to get lost in lyrics that comes from KIF is never a bad idea. So, I pushed play, somewhat randomly on one of the tracks that they had sent. I had landed on a song called This or That by someone named Hassa. Everything stopped. Everything changed. Everything moved. Overcome by a soft trauma of motion, my body swayed. My mouth smiled. My mind eased. And my script, the well-laid plans I had crafted and painstakingly refined, they were lost on the dance floor, man. Carefully trampled thanks to a referral from Kiff and the magnetism of my next guest, the aforementioned Casa. Good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome to 54 Lights. The steady drumbeat that is our fourth season is beginning with some inspiring preseason episodes. For those just joining or those joining as a matter of habit, remember that this season we're diving headfirst into the deep end, dedicating each and every episode to seeing one corner of the African continent. We're going to march the African map and all 54 countries in it, one story at a time. But before we do, a special note that we're embarking on a preseason, a primer to get us set for the journey. And today, our preseason continues. What was supposed to be the second part of an extended spotlight on Rwanda has now become a part of our powerful preseason. Now, without further ramble, please lean in and listen up to my next fun-filled conversation with Casa. I cannot tell you 
I get excited with all my guests. I, I really do. I have a lot of fun talking to people. I'm loving this project. I'm loving where it's going. And people Thank know you. that they, I hope they can feel my energy coming through the phone, even though it's, we're doing this face-to-face, but it's, or not face-to-face video. Um, but this is an auditory format. But man, oh man, yeah. oh man, when I when I when I press play on a couple of your tracks, man, yeah, I like I just kind of put it in the background. I'm like, okay, let me prep for this interview. Let me just see what's Casa Mafia about. Play, walk away, and I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I started grooming. I turned right you. around. I'm like, I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. Really, thank so, you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly such a privilege. Thank you for joining me on on 54 Lights this journey, which is giving me the ability to meet some just incredible artists and some incredible people from the continent and abroad. And so I'm here, folks, with Casa Mafia, who is an artist extraordinaire, who I believe you're based in Atlanta. I, I, I believe, I think that's it. Or you're in the States, aren't you? You're based in the States. I'm, I'm actually based in, in, in Toronto. Um, uh, uh, so I, I'm based in, I'm, I'm from Toronto, Canada, but I'm right now based in Montreal. I just moved to Montreal to... Oh. Some musical connections here. Yeah. Look at that. Listen. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Um, <laughs> That's uh, okay. I'll, I'll hopefully edit that out. But if I don't, everybody knows I'm human. Um, but I, I, yeah. I apologize for that. But you are walking through cities that I'm walking through. So I used to live in Montreal. That used to be my stomping grounds, and nice. I'm now in Toronto. So I'm so happy that we're in the same city. Um, nice, or or nice. si- we're close enough. Close enough. Yes, we are. Fantastic. So oh, listen. Great. Let me jump into the questions that I have, but I got to, I got to ask you, first of all, what are you doing in Montreal? What are you doing in Toronto? Like what, what, <laughs> where, where are you at? You, you've got a show coming up or just like to be topical? What's going on? Yes. So um, I, I live in Toronto for 15 years until the pandemic when I decided, you know what? I want to see something else. I want to make some different connections in different cities. And Montreal was the first on my list. And that's how I found myself here. I'm, I just picked up really everything and I, and, and I moved here for, for a little while just because I like to, if, if I'm going to network, I like to be there. I like to, I like to really feel the culture of the city. So I, that's how I found myself here, really. It's oh, really expand my music. Amazing. And, and Montreal is a great scene for those folks who, who know me a little bit more. As I've mentioned to Casa Mafia just a few minutes ago, is I used to live in Montreal. It's a beautiful city, beautiful people, rich cultures, like a, yeah. a, a huge mix. And is in such a bad spot if you decide to happen to move there in the summer, which which it seems you have done so. So yes. you picked the right you picked the right time to, to move because it's festival season and it's just people know how to party. So you're you're in good hands. You're in good hands. I love it so far. I love it. Awesome, awesome. Hey, listen, Casa Mafia. Where did you get that name from? What's what's what? Tell me about that first of all. We got to start there. My my artist name is actually just Casa. So Casa, um, Casa Mafia, Casa Mafia is just really. Uh, I, I just always just looking for a fun handler for my Instagram, and that's really what I, what I want. Oh, with. gotcha. Because you know, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because I wrote in my sort of like prep for this. I wrote Casa, and then I was like, I'm looking at your your Instagram. I'm like Casa Mafia, Casa Mafia. So I'm like, I gotta I gotta put that on there. So now I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. added it on. So that's yes. funny. That's funny. So Casa, is that short for anything? Or is that is that your name? What does it mean? Like where's the where's the origins of that? It's actually Isa. My real name, uh my real name is Daddy. So my my first name is Daddy, just like that, D-A-D-D-Y. And um it's only when I moved to America that I found out that there was something interesting about my name. Where I come from, it doesn't really mean much really. 
It's just another name. And uh, so uh, after after a few run-ins with people who, who really had to make me explain why my name is Daddy, I decided to find a nickname <laughs> that would just like make my life easier and cancelize my nickname. So funny enough, people never believe that my real name is my name. They believe that my nickname is my nickname. So I go with that. <laughs> uh, they believe that my nickname is my name. So I go with that. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is true journalism at play. Now I've revealed that the real yes. name is Daddy Tessa. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's so funny. So, so tell me, tell me about your journey into music, and tell me, like, what kind of brought you to that space as an artist? Ooh, I'm gonna try to make it brief. So, I I, I was born in Rwanda. I was born and raised in Rwanda, and that's really where I started my music journey. The first time I got introduced to to music was in church. So, I I sang I sang in a choir a Catholic choir for a couple of years. I, I was only maybe there for like three years. And after that, I just wanted to get back in the neighborhoods and play soccer with friends, really. I, I, I was eight years old at that time. So I wasn't serious about music. I, it was just something to do. And I really went there just because some friends of mine used to go practice at this church. And I thought it was a thing to do. So I just went there, really. Uh, it was never really something that I thought I had, um, I had in me. I only reconnected back with music again when I was a teenager teenager so it was like I think it was like 12 or something like that that is when I joined it it was a dance crew it's a it's a it's a collective of of artists Mm -hmm. it's called cool family and that is really where I made my debut with singing and and dancing and all that and after that I just kept going through uh, kept, kept pushing with art and found myself now recording music my first song that I recorded was I was probably I was probably just I was probably just 18 or something like that. It was, I was really young. It was very well received back home in Rwanda and regionally, and it was playing on every radio. And that just gave me the boost that this is what I this is what I have to do. This is what I I was I was born to do. From then on, I just kept on kept on releasing music and recording and recording. And that took me from Rwanda to LA for a few years, then from LA to Toronto for a few years, and now in Montreal. So that's that's in in, in a very short, brief <laughs> yeah, 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 contact. Yeah. Tell me about your life in, in thirty seconds, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sure. yes. So that, that, that's probably, there, there is there's so much in between. But that's probably like how I could compact that into a story that is digestible. <laughs> yeah, no, that, you know, and that's, that's super helpful. I'm always curious about people, especially when they're doing writing, like writing or music, how involved are you in that process? Are you a writer? Are you a composer? Are you, you know, and you've got really cool videos. You've obviously got a, a cool look that's curated. So like, like what, what, like what is, where does Casa come into that? And where does Casa then say, no, you know, maybe I've got, somebody else handling that i so it's a little bit of both i've dabbled into having people handle that and having full control of some stuff personally i like to have as much control of my art as possible um, because I'm i'm a very expressive person and sometimes i feel like if someone is going to express who i am it has to be me Mm -hmm. um so I, i like to be part of that so much um in in the past few years 
most of my music was just was mostly produced by other producers so i didn't really have a lot of um a lot of input in there of course i will i will have a say on on suggesting a couple of things or a couple of sounds and stuff like that but like in the past couple of years i have been learning actually music production and i'm proud to say that on my latest ep i actually produced one song which is the first time i produced anything so it's it's mind-blowing for me that that wow. i was able to do that J- just in the same spirit i was I, i've before learning music production I actually was learning video production just because when it comes to video it's really where i feel like i express who i am with the visuals and sometimes it always felt like my vision wasn't conveyed completely so mm. it was really important for me to like when it comes to how i'm presented visually it had to be true to really who i am so i learned that too and on my latest project i produced one of my music videos so <sighs> i'm really the top of the top of artists that really like to be i'm screaming loud who i am so there's nobody that can do that better than me i can i can trust people who i feel like understand who i am to to convey that but when i can i like to have as much control as i can really so i write i write my my own my own music i write my own lyrics i produce my own videos and i am trying to produce my own songs too so I, i'm really involved into, into what, yeah, what i do yeah 100% and you know in looking at your brand and looking at you know like the music and listening to it and seeing a couple of videos i'm like this feels so authentic do you know what i mean Thank it you. feels like it's like whatever is happening in Casa's universe it's flowing through so if he's got a team behind him like you know more power to him the team understands him but for sure this felt like it was like it's got your your fingerprints all over it it, it means a lot when people actually are able to, to get that so it really means a lot that you got that i i, I appreciate it so much that you oh that. yeah you. no I, it's it's evident it just shines shines right through thank you y- you know and, and speaking of shining right through it so i'm going to ask you a really con- like again maybe this is an obvious question or a contentious one i'm not sure is in your body of work do you have um you know in the world that i work in now it's sort of like you can never talk about you know the pieces that you create are like your children and you can't say do you like one of your yes. children more than your other one yes. but yes. i'm going to but i don't care i don't care about that i'm going to ask the question is to say look is like is there something that you've created where you're like oh man that's my favorite for now or or is it sort of like is that true that like everything is equally you know are you equally jacked up about everything Yeah. To be honest with you, I am equally jacked up about everything. Oh, boo. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, I'm kidding. but, but there's a but. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm equally, I, I always feel like any, any of my latest project is really where I, I, I'm at in my growth and my artistry. So it's never... It's never really where I, I think I, I should be because I'm, 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 I'm always trying to grow. It's basically going to be a yes and a no uh, answer to me, really, <laughs> because um, a lot of the new project, for example, that I have was very intentional. Like every song was made to fit a certain mood. So I really put as much work on each song as I did on the next, really. But some songs have a certain meaning that is a little bit just heavier. Yeah. And uh, on the, on my latest project, on my latest EP that is called Back to Life, just like the single Back to Life, on my latest EP, it is a song called Nduguyangu. And it's a song in Swahili. Um, mm. And it means my sibling. 
the reason why that song is is is, is heavier on my I'm not really gonna say that it's my favorite, but it's it's it just has a little bit of a deeper and heavier meaning to me. Is because when I first moved from from Africa to the West, I lived in in LA for a little while, and that was the first time that I I was actually introduced to the real the real effect of of slavery and and everything that the the, the African American people went through. Uh, this is something that we learn in school in Africa, but we don't really get in depth on how much it affected the the people and how much it still is affecting the people today. Uh, because where I come from, like when you see an African-American, we, you, we see them on TV, in music videos or NBA players. So like in a way, before we had social media, where I came from in Rwanda, we always thought that they're, they're good, you know? So it was only when I got to live in America for a few years that I got to really understand the impact of how much they were um, affected by slavery and just the whole racist system there. And the one question that most of the African-Americans kept on asking me every time they, they learned that I'm African, they always asked me, what do you guys think of us? You know, yeah. like, what is there any common idea of what you guys think of us? Like, do you guys remember us? Like, is there is there a part of you guys that that recognize us? You know, mm-hmm. and I never really knew how to how to answer to that question until I was writing this EP and this song came up to me. It's, um, I didn't write, this is the only song on my, on my EP that I didn't write. It was written by a Congolese group called Baruti Trio. And they are, they, they were popular back in the, in the, in the eighties and, and early nineties. Mm-hmm. And the song was introduced to me by my sister, who's also a musician. Jade, she's a gospel music singer and producer. So when I was just around eight or nine years old, she introduced me to this song that, literally shocked me so much he talks about he talks about remembering a sibling that was taken mm. and that was made to and that was exploited and they died young there's their sweat in vain and telling him that i remember him every day and night like um they, they are in my dreams they are in my thought all the time and i had lost touch with that song for a long time and when i was writing this ep out of nowhere it just came to me and I was like that is the song that that has all the answers and all the all the feelings that I would love to convey to our African-American brothers and let them know that this is the African spirit you are part of us wherever yeah. you are we remember you we know you we recognize you you know so I got in touch with the with the, with the artist that wrote the song and it was like magic it was like it, it was it was like it was meant to be I didn't know right. him but somehow I knew another musician who's the son of a legendary Congolese musician that knows this group. Wow. So it was a crazy connection. Yeah. It was a crazy connection. Like literally the moment that I, that I decided to do that song, everything was almost falling into place. And within a week I got the rights and, and, and everything to do the song and I recorded it. And so that song means that much to me, you know, it's um, amazing. But again, all of them are my babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And your, your babies can, can mean something different to you at different times. So yeah. that is, you know, I, I love all of the things that you said there. You're right. Coming from a, you know, I was born in Ethiopia. So for me coming to Canada, it was kind of the same thing as like, and, and Canadian uh, black people in Canada have a very different existence as well than the States, but it is yeah. this Western sort of like, Oh, I, I have to sort of learn what their existence is and was yeah. and how profoundly they were, you know, sort of impacted by slave trade and all these stuff, things that we're not kind of taught about back home. 
we're kind of taught yeah. in a, in a very sort of like out of a you know out of a, a history book, and it, so it's very yeah. it's very uh, diluted and and distant. And art has the power to bridge that. So I, I really love that you used vocals and music to 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 tell that story and to build that bridge. I'm actually really enthralled by your what what I would say in a very very simplistic terms your ability to embrace the risk of using different languages in this case Swahili in your music and there's a part yeah. of me that's like man like this guy is leaning hard into art like he is like he's taking a risk because I don't speak Swahili but again the music that I've listened to from on on your EPs and I've, I've checked them on Spotify I'm like I'm grooving I don't understand the the meaning of all the words but I just it's all beautiful but then I'm like Thank you. Oh, like that's a risk. That's risky though, right? So I guess I the, 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 the simple and, and maybe you know very, very pragmatic question is like, how do you manage the risk? Or do you even see it as a risk? Or do you say this is this is who Casa is? That's funny. I'm I'm just realizing that it's a risk while you're while you're talking. No, about I mean like because I'm just like, well, people don't necessarily understand it, and maybe like you yes. know. But but like I said, my confession is I don't know the I didn't understand the language. I'm like, oh, but I'll just ask him. Is it Swahili? You know, where is it? But I was still drawn in. So like, you yeah. know, it's kind of like, yeah. well, maybe it's a risk. But hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm a fan. I reached out to you. You know, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm realizing that it's a risk, but but it's really something that I, I didn't see as a risk, really. Singing in Swahili on that specific song, to me, had a had a double meaning, um, actually. I don't know if in Ethiopia you do that too, but like many times when when people from Rwanda, we are in a group of people and there is something personal that we have to say. Like, let's say we're in a group of people and all of us speak English, but there's something personal that we have to say. We switch really fast in our language yeah. and write back in English and you won't even notice that we switched. But like only those who are concerned got the message. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. There's, so, a, there's a subtlety, right? Like there's, it's all, yeah. there's conversations happening in levels. I get it. Yeah. Yes, yes. So to me, in a way, I wanted to bring that in, in, in this EP. I wanted a few little things that are very personal. I wanted to communicate it only to us. Yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't like, <laughs> you know. But you and know what? For that, yeah, go ahead. And for that song in particular, I felt like it was a message for a specific people. It was a message for our people, and it has to be completely in Swahili. In a way, it was a message that is intended for a specific person, and that's who I wanted. I, I wanted to receive it. Really. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, listen, the the other, you know, I'll, I'll talk about some of your other children. I'll talk about two songs, which I've fallen hard for, hard, 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 is oh. Back to Life and This, this or That. And I'm oh. telling you, like, I toggle between, but I'm like, okay, I have to just pick one, pick one, ask him about one of them. But I'm like, no, no, I like, I can't, I, I can't pick between the children. I love these two songs Thank pulled you. in and I can't, now I can't remember which one of them where you do weave in and might be back to life, but I'm not too sure where you do weave in. And I, I don't know if it is Swahili, but so that's, that was the question is like, what's the other language in there? And it, it, it does feel like it's like, oh, you're saying something to somebody like you're it's a it's a little like 
Hey, yo, yo, whisper, whisper over here. I'm, I'm talking yeah. to you. I'm talking to you, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I'm still yeah. grooving here. And I'm like, I understand the English part, but I know what he, he's doing something over there. What's he doing yeah. over there? So That's what um, I'm doing. <laughs> I, I love that the multiplicity and the layers with which you approach these two songs. But I have to say, those two songs are just really, really powerful. They're different, different energies, but they're supremely, you know, they pull you in. And I'm, I encourage everybody to, to, to have a listen. But again, uh, you know, and I don't want to say risk again, but when you yeah. when you decide that you want to have this layered approach to one song, how did you arrive at that? That's that's also it's not again. This isn't risk now, but this is more about creativity because I'm like, wow, that's that's bold. I, it's bold. Yeah. Maybe that maybe risk is the wrong word. Bold. Thank you. Thank you so much. See, see, Back to Life is a very interesting song to me, man. Like it's a song that. As soon as we started recording the song, it felt like it was some kind of like spiritual communion happening. The, the song actually is the reason why I, I created the entire EP. When I recorded Back to Life was just when I started getting back a little bit more into my African group. For like a, a little while, I was doing some a lot of like funk sounds. And that, that's that's really what I was exploring at that time. Back to Life was the first song that I did when I was just in the groove of getting back into my more Afro sounds and stuff like that. But I also didn't want to just make a song that sounded like everything that is on radio. Mm. Um, I wanted to, to create a sound that felt familiar yet yet different something that i could claim that it's really mine you know and i didn't really know how to go about that the song back to life taught me how to go about that and, and what i what i what i mean about that is that a couple of times the song literally just like took direction and took us in a, in a whole different direction right. um twice we, we lost all we lost all the files of the song twice oh two times. So, like two times so like Twice we had to rebuild the song from a scratch. Oh and God. at first we were worried about that because a production can be like a freestyle sometimes. And sometimes how you got there is not really how you're going to get there if you're trying to do it intentionally. You know, you might you might get close, but not really there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it became a blessing in disguise to us because the more we were experimenting with sounds, the more we were trying to recreate it we actually created a better sound. Right. Uh, it's it sounded more like a richer sound. Um, most of the instruments that, that, that are played in the song are live instruments. So they're all like musicians that I know and that I'm a really big fan of that actually was were willing to come and play uh, in the studio with us. And at the end of all those experiments, that became what, what I was like, this is it. This is the sound that I was trying to create. You know, I was trying to create a sound that is going to be not too experimental but still familiar but something that i can really claim like this is something that we we came up with this is something that we created it might sound a little bit similar to like some stuff that you have heard but again it will draw you in in, in a way that you feel like you're you're listening to something kind of like new at the same time something special at the same time so we could not put it into words but we we knew the recipe and that's how we decided to create all the other songs around it. And funny enough, the second song was this or that. So oh. it's, it's the second song that I kind of like tried to, to recreate that vibe, but in a different way. Basically, my, my goal is always to give something that is different, but not super different that it yeah. scares the, the listener. Yeah, yes. you know, like it, it, it is. I love that you described it that way because they are distinct you know yes. what they 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 are their own songs their own vehicles their own emotions 
but it's kind of like, I'm like, and I don't, I don't know you well enough to say this, but I'm like, it yeah. feels like Casa. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like it, it comes from the house of Casa. I love to intentionally do things and people see them. Because sometimes when, when you don't get that feedback, you're like, did I? Did I miss? No, no, man. You, now I'm, I'm appreciating the intentionality, although like the Thank subtle you. intentionality of how you did it. And oh. again, from somebody who's not in the, in the music business or in the music game, I'm just like, just a fan. And final question is, what's next for you? What should people be looking out for? I'm going to try, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit afterwards about how I want to treat this particular episode, but Back to Life, that that EP sounds great. You've given us a few things that we should listen to and maybe put it into some Google Translate and see what you're <laughs> subtly trying to tell people. But what's Thank next you. for you? What 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 are What's next on the horizon for you? What's next for me? I I intentionally made this EP fun to perform. I also intentionally made it a, a no featuring, just because sometimes it can be really hard to coordinate with the different artists when you have to perform a certain song that you recorded together. So I wanted to make this song fun, fun to perform, especially that I just spent two years of a pandemic without performing at all. So I wanted to really to really arm myself with something to really interact with with the audiences. So this is a, an album that I want to take on the road. That's why I'm in, I'm in Montreal here, making those connections. I have a few shows planned here in Montreal. I have a few shows planned in Toronto. And that is really what I'm going to do this whole summer before I get myself in the studio and, and in trouble to record another EP again. But like this one, I am going to be on stage with it. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I just thought of one last question and I'll, I'll let you I'll let you go after this one. The audience. Do you create for the audience or do you create for CASA? Here's the funny thing. I rarely create something that I feel, and it might be terrible for me to say, I rarely create something that I feel like people expect to hear from me. I, I'm, I'm an artist that just express myself and that's really how I got here. I, you know, I, I got here by just like being loud and, and, and saying things the way I feel them and present things the way I feel them. And whoever feels that and follows, those are my people. So I'm really the type of artist that just express myself. And sometimes you're making me realize that I take risks. Is because I, I don't really custom make things for an audience. You know, I make work that whoever feels compelled to listen to it will listen to it. Yeah. So th that's really what, how I go about it, really. Like, it, I, I rarely jump on a trend. I Even if I jump on a trend, I will morph that trend to fit me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, so I, I'm really the artist that just, like, express myself, whoever feels it, feels it. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, Casa, I know there's going to be tons of people in Montreal, in Toronto, in Ottawa, across the uh, across Canada who are going to be feeling it and loving uh, loving it. And uh, people across the world who are listeners of this show and listeners of yours, fans of yours, hordes of them, you've got to check out Casa. He's not Casa Mafia, as I said before, but that is his handle on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to thank you so much for coming on this show. I know it was short, but super sweet for me and and I really, I really appreciate it. your time. Thank you so much. This this means a lot to me. Everything you say there just went straight to my heart. Thank you so much. Thank you. Fantastic. Make a wish, baby. I'm matching the in the bottle if you rock me good. So there you have it. The conversation continues. Let the music play on, play on, and play on. As noted off the top. Part of our show was recorded and produced at the Soundstage and Auditory Office, 
of 54 lights. And while our stage is small, our lights together shine brightly. This season, more than most, has been produced in partnership with some incredible people. Ones I typically avoid rattling off anonymously, but today's journey is full of exceptions. To my friends at KIF Radio, you broke me. Again, if you want to find the best jams on the planet, ones like Casas, tune into KIF Radio. But do it at your own risk. The office space, parking lot, or patio may just turn into a dance floor, whether you like it or not. Now, before I go, a special shout out to my amazing guest who joined me while in Montreal. Thank you for representing Rwanda, artists, and yourself so beautifully and eloquently, my friend. And of course, my enormous gratitude goes to you, the listener, for tuning in yet again. Thank you for lending us your ears. My name again is Kondwani Mwase. Here's hoping you find yourself and a dance floor in every play. It's been fierce. Until we speak again. A couple hammers. Do you want it like this or this or this? Take it like this.